This week, we are joined on the Ask Pastor John podcast with Dr. Richard Lentz, the Vice President for Academic Affairs and Dean of the main campus of Gordon-Conwell Theological Seminary, just a short drive north of Boston. Dr. Lentz is also the author of a book that releases this winter titled Identity and Idolatry, the Image of God and Its Inversion in Don Carson's Silver Series, New Studies in Biblical Theology. Dr. Lentz, you develop an interesting point on Romans 1 in your new book when you point out that sinners exchange God for created things. This is idolatry, of course. But you go on to point out this, quote, Humans have persuaded themselves into thinking that other created things will satisfy their deepest longings. The apparent wisdom in this is the illusion that created things can be more easily controlled than the creator, end quote. There's something profound about our desire to be deeply satisfied in the things that we can control. Control freaks love idols. Mm. Explain this. Yeah, and I I do think that there is something really unique about contemporary idols in this respect. Although the dynamic of control is present in most forms of idolatry across every age, across every culture. But what's unique uh, in our time as we think about the idols of our own hearts is that we believe uh, they are more easily controlled than the living God. And, And in part, that's not, I mean, there's some wisdom in that. That is, uh, you don't control the living God. And so uh, the, the natural instinct in, in a fallen creature is to suppose I need to find things that will satisfy me or give me significance that I have a greater control of, therefore have greater control of my own identity. Now, I think that arises for most of us in this context of believing that we have access to greater tools of choice and control. So we, we have this mistaken impression that we live in a world where, because we have so many choices, we can control our destiny more than we could have in an earlier age. And what progress means, uh, that language of progress, is the language of choice and control. The deeply unsatisfying part of this great contemporary myth is that we all also feel overwhelmed, paralyzed almost, by the amount of choices that we have in our lives that most people experience in the West, in most of our cultural context, that these choices uh, become overwhelming. And that's also another dynamic of idolatry. We recognize that our idols are controlling us. And so I think it's not a cultural accident that burnout is a common experience, that busyness, sheer simple busyness, seems a pressing personal dilemma for many people. There are too many things to do. And that's, of course, the other side or the result of believing that we can control our environment by expressing that how many choices we have. So one enters into the grocery store and becomes almost overwhelmed by the number of choices, how many different kinds of ketchup, how many different kinds of cereals. I mean, just as a small anecdote, and then you multiply that exponentially in all of life, and it becomes paralyzing for us. 
that that's that's the end result of idolatry burnout uh depression feeling of discouragement uh, losing hope feeling unsatisfied all those personal emotions are natural results of idols that don't satisfy amen yeah and speaking of things we think we can control We live in a digital age. We are lured to our smartphones, uh, a world that we can completely shape and mold into our own personal preferences, and it draws our attention, obviously. A 2014 study published in the Journal of Behavioral Addictions titled The Invisible Addiction concluded that the average college student now spends nine hours a day on their phones. Knowing why God created us, when you hear this, how do you respond? Yeah, and and so two thoughts at different ends of the spectrum here. I mean, the the first thought is that technology, as an object in its own right, ought to be viewed with deep respect and some sense of awe as to what we are able to accomplish. Uh, that technology and the the digital revolution that we've experienced in the last fifteen years is not a creation of the devil. We need to be careful of a kind of technophobia, uh, a fear of technology. On the other hand, and there's there's always the other side also, you know, the blessings and the curses, uh, that which is good in every age can be used in a fashion that is actually destructive. And so technology, by the sheer power of its abilities, uh, draws us uh, to it. So it's not that long ago that we were first discovering personal computers. Uh, I mean, it's it's only been 20 years or, or so since the personal computer revolution. And now, just the speed with which that revolution has taken shape and form for most of us is that we recognize now we've got this powerful little thing in our hands uh, called the smartphone, and it, it promises to give us access to the whole world instantaneously. And you could, you know, standing back in a hundred years, if the Lord tarries, or if you had lived a hundred years ago and been able to see the future for whatever reason, you would have recognized, gosh, that, that would be a very powerful idol. You could see why people would be attracted to it, drawn to it. Uh, it gives great power. It gives great access. But of course, it's also Addictive. I mean, even the statistics there, nine hours a day, uh, suggest that there is something almost magnetic that draws us to it, that we can't live without it. And so, though I'd be cautious of using language that has become our own God, uh, the addictive dynamic involved with it ought to teach us something about our own hearts. It tells us, in part, that we do need... To have access to others, that it it seems to be promises the relationships to others instantaneously on our own terms, conveniently, when we want it, where we want it. Again, you have all those dynamics of choice and control. And so youth pastors that have taken kids out and said, we're going to have a technology-free day have really often experienced this kind of new world uh, help help uh, help the kids experience something they've never experienced before. That is that there actually is a richness to life without technology, and helps you see 
technology then in a different light. So I think sometimes when you pull the idol out, there is a great sense of loss. And that's true when you pull a smartphone away from a teenager that lives on it for nine hours a day. Yes, and that is very important. Idols are something we can't imagine living without. Let's pick up here tomorrow. Thank you for joining us on the Ask Pastor John podcast with guest Dr. Richard Lentz. I'm your host, Tony Ranke. I'll see you tomorrow.